0: Welcome to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in McKeesport, PA, the friendly church in the heart of town since 1885. We're located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport. We invite you to join us this Sunday for worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at ststephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Our celebrant was the Reverend David Kinsey, and our musical director and organist was Georgia LaBetta.
1: Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. you. Jesus said, "For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. And then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had received two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of these slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward bringing five more talents, saying, Master, his master said to him well done good and trustworthy slave you have been trustworthy in a few things I will put you in charge of many things enter into the joy of your master then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying master I know that you were a harsh man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not gather, scatter seed so I was afraid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, "You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I do not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the 10 talents; for to all those who have more will be given, and they will all have abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Reading this morning was something you've probably read over and over during your life as a Christian. It's about you, it's about what God has given to you. Keep in mind, God does not make junk, you are God's masterpiece. Believe it or not, people of hatred people like Gaddafi and Hitler, people that had this viciousness for killing people. They were God's masterpiece when they were born. They were not born with a gun in their hand. They were not born with any kind of hate. They developed it along the way. Now in the process of Jesus dealing with these chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees, as I spoke to you uh, on October 30th and kind of told you a little bit about how they love to go around the marketplace, how they love to be called rabbi, how they love to pray in public, how they love people to call them rabbi, how they always wanted to sit at the head tables. They they wanted to be the guy on the block. And that's the problem I honestly believe with churches today. Church has come up with the craziest loss. Moses came you down know, with Ten Commandments. There was only ten. But the chief priest said, Well, you know, I don't think that's what God meant. I think we need a few more. So they developed 630 more commandments. The church does that today. I know of one large Presbyterian church in order to go become a member of that church you first of all have to go to class to learn about the, Epis- about the Presbyterian church and then get this at the end of that class you were brought before the session and they vote on whether or not they want you in now is that what Jesus Christ uh, I think when Jesus Christ, I think the first church I think the first church service, and of course we had the synagogues prior to that, but the first church service, I think, was the feeding of the 5,000. I don't think Jesus, when he was feeding the 5,000, said, are you baptized? Or, or do you believe in... No, you just come to the altar and receive. You See, that, that's where churches get in trouble. They try to dictate to the people what you need rather than going to the people and find out what the needs are and minister to those needs. Now, in light of what I just said, God gave every person in this church a talent. To some, he gave more. To some, he gave less. It's not what you have in talents, whether you have 10, 5, or 1. It's the effort that you put forth personally to develop the talent that God has given you. I would guess that Georgia was not born with music in her hand. But for some reason God gave her the talent to develop a program to be able to play the organ with such grace and such knowledge. I took piano lessons for seven years. My claim to fame today is chopsticks. You know, it it, it was a talent that I just didn't, I just wasn't into it, and so what happens with the talent that God, maybe that's one of the talents God gave me, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, when I didn't have the enthusiasm to put any effort into it, he took it away, so at least I can play chopsticks today. Now, the interesting thing about George's talent is she's only developed that, from a personal pride standpoint. She's honoring God because of the talent that she has received and she has passed that talent to these marvelous people who sing in the choir and her enthusiasm has caused them a new ministry and the talents that all of them have has comes out in the way they sing. I must tell you that when I was a young lad, uh, let me see. How old was I? I was probably about 27. And I worked for General. I've just been discharged from the service, and I got a job for General Electric Company. And I was—I was called the uh, locomotive supervisor. I was in charge of rebuilding. Uh, for you engineers, uh, I was in charge of taking an electric locomotive. They call it the E44 ones. Uh, you've seen the lines one, the streetcar lines. Well, that's the way that they run, there's 13,000 volts up there, they take that electricity and convert it to DC and they run the motors. My job was to take those locomotives, and the locomotives are probably as long as this church, and upgrade it from 4,400 horsepower to 6,000. I had just enough engineering knowledge to be dangerous. <clears throat> When I there were seven super, I think there were seven supervisors, and there were about 350 employees. When I pulled in the first day at General Electric Company in Philadelphia, I thought I had arrived. There was a sign with my name on it. I had my own parking spot. Man, I was king of the day. This young stupid engineer all of a sudden started shining. I thought, whoa, baby. <laughs> I, what's gonna happen next? So I walked into the to the to the shop and they said they took me back to this office that was really wasn't well, much more than a big cage with a lot of glass around it. It was probably fifteen foot square. Old dirty wooden desk. I mean I thought, whoa. <clears throat> now, in order to start this department, every department head had to give up one of their employees. Now, you can bet I didn't get the best. As a matter of fact, I got the bottom of the barrel. I got everybody that nobody wanted. People that came to work, punched in, and just kind of made it through the day and went home. Uh, Not a lot of uh, skill, uh, not a lot of enthusiasm, uh, probably not much in the way of talent. They just had kind of given up on life, and they were just there to work long enough to get a pension and retire. I took these uh, seven or eight or nine people into my office, and I sat them down, and that was on orange crates and cartons and stuff. We didn't have chairs or stuff, fancy stuff like that, and, and, I, and I told them who I was. And I said, I want to. Know, I want to learn a little bit about you. And, and so, one by one, for the next four hours, we went around to everybody, and they told me how many children they had, uh, were they married, divorced, separated, uh, how long they worked for General Electric Company, whether they liked the company, whether they liked the. I mean, we talked about everything, so that we kind of got a flavor of who we were. And I said, well, I only have one requirement: be on time, and quit on time. Now about 10 o'clock in the morning at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, and afternoon, we have a 10-minute break. We can't afford to have an engine sitting on our 200-ton crane and say, okay, break time, and everybody goes, it takes a break. <coughs> I want you to take a break whenever you feel that you need to take a break. But just be good to yourself and make it 10 minutes. Don't, don't abuse that. Well, you know, the interesting thing about that scenario is we finished two months ahead of schedule and because we made so much money on that job, I took that group to dinner and to a baseball game in Philadelphia now what did I do? I took the talent that my mother gave me the talent to be kind and to be loving to people mother taught me this, when a woman enters a room you stand up if the next door neighbor comes over, you don't call her Aunt Betty, you call her Mrs. So-and-so. You call the gentleman next door, not Uncle So-and-so, it's Mr. So-and-so. When people come up to you, shake them, Give a knife firm shake and give them a smile. Those are the basic principles that my mother taught me. I don't know what happened to Gadda- Gaddafi. I don't know what happened to Hitler. I don't know what happens to people that have this streak of ugliness at some point they developed into what they became and it was sad to think that at one time they were God's masterpiece but what I did with these people that came into that arena of the locomotive supervisor is I lifted their spirits I made them somebody special they became respected for their work they became the greatest department simply because I went and loved them, and honored them, and encouraged them to do a good job. At the end of that first locomotive, I started a second one, and the boss called me up, the general manager called me up one day and said, Dave, you've done such a great job. How would you like to be a sales engineer and go and visit customers? I said, I didn't do that. The team didn't. And I called them into the office. And the general manager shook their hands. Everybody wanted in that department until he found out I was leaving, and then somebody else came out and did an equally good job. Now, what you have in the way of talent is God is going to has given you some kind of a talent. My wife said to me one time years ago, she said, "You know, I don't have any talents." I said, "Really? If you had the the." The, the privilege, and I'd I, I love to invite you all to our home. We moved into one level. <coughs> it's like paradise. Except that I have to go, up to, if I want to go to my office, I have to go about seven steps into a loft. But it's, it, it's it, in the decorations, the way my wife has decorated that house, you think, you, it looks like you walk into into, so elegant. I mean, not junk all over the place, you know, Elegant. My wife can go to New York, buy a blue blouse, travel to Florida, and get a pair of shoes to match that color. I can't match a color if you laid it in front of me. And so sometimes we say, well, I don't have any talent. Oh, yes, you do. You may only have one talent. You may have 50 talents. Does it make any difference? The only thing God's looking at is the effort, the effort that you're putting forth with the talent that he has given to you. God is counting on you. God is counting on you to use those talents. Do not fail them. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the talents that you have given to us. The gift of laughter the gift of a firm handshake, the gift of a hug, the gift of a smile, the gift of helping. Thank you. We pray that we might take that talent that you have given, whether it's one or 50, and take it to new heights of excellence
0: to honor you and to glorify you. Amen. You've been listening to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport since 1885. Heard today were the Reverend David Kinsey and our church choir under the direction of Georgia LaBetta. The gospel reading was from the book of Matthew. We invite you to join us for Sunday worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at ststephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.